This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, Adam, guess what time it is? It's time to crack the customer code. It's episode 46 of Crack the Customer Code. We're talking inbound and outbound and mostly inbound. So what does it all mean, Jeannie? Well, it's a good thing we have this interview with Tom Schwab to discover all of what that means, Adam. I know you and I both learned a lot about inbound marketing, e-commerce, and how this all fits into the customer experience. One thing I liked about the interview was that he brought up NPS, and I like how he brought that back and the importance of listening and following up with detractors when you're using NPS. Because one of the interesting things about NPS is that it really does not tell you one question. Why? It doesn't tell you why something happened. So what it tells you is they were not happy to refer or they were happy to refer. So that idea of closing the loop is very important. I like how Tom sort of touches on that in the context of inbound marketing. Yeah, he really walks through NPS, what Net Promoter Score actually is and how to use it in this context. And it's a really good discussion that I think a lot of people will get a lot out of. And I also really appreciate how he ties brand promise back to the customer experience, which is something you and I have talked about in the past, but how that ties in specifically to uh, inbound marketing and the promises made. Yeah, it's very cool. And it's definitely a topic that we've done before, but I like he, he gave a fresh take on it, which was nice. For sure. All right. Well, you know, we're going to get to the interview, but first, I believe we have a word from our sponsors. We do. We all know that customer experience is hot, but are you taking advantage of its huge potential to make your services business more prominent and profitable? Join Service Strategies for an informative customer experience workshop in San Diego on October 27th. You'll learn how to create customer success while generating profitable revenue for your services business. The workshop is part of the Service Industry Summit event, which brings together leaders from companies like Cisco, Dell, and others to discuss the challenges of a changing service landscape. Visit servicestrategies.com to learn more. And are you trying to crack the code of reaching business leaders or CX professionals? Crack the code with us by sponsoring our podcast to reach this specialized audience. Go to crackthecustomercode.com slash sponsor for full details. Now we are on to the good stuff. Jeannie, tell us all about our guest. Well, Tom Schwab brought a regional business to a national success in under three years using inbound marketing and e-commerce. With so much focus on inbound strategies now, it's imperative to understand what actually works and what doesn't for prospects and customers. Tom is by far one of the leading experts in this subject, and he has a lot to say, so I can't wait to share this interview. Well, Tom, we're so happy to have you here. Thanks for being with us today. I'm thrilled to be here, Jeannie. And before we get too deep into this discussion for our listeners, can you share a bit more about what you mean when you refer to inbound marketing? Uh, I'd love to. And it's a such a common question. We throw around that term all the time, but it means different things to different people. And the way I define it, the 
easiest way is sometimes it's easiest to find what it's not. So we all know what outbound marketing is. That's the thing that sometimes sends shivers up our spine. It's that (laughs) ugly billboard that's just annoying us on the way to work that most of the time we don't even see after a while. It's that uh, interruption in our favorite TV show where somebody's got to go and sell us something. It's the the interruption of a, a phone call or a spam email that you never asked for. Mm-hmm. So outbound marketing is all about interruption-based marketing. It's what I have to sell to you, Jeannie. It's all about what I have to sell. Now, inbound marketing is just the flip side of that. So if you look at it, we use the the internet to, to find answers. And so that the person that that provides that answer gains knowledge, they gain trust, they gain authority, and they're there to, to help build the relationship with their customer. So you can do it in, in all kinds of different ways. You know, content is really the fuel that drives our marketing engines now online or sales engines. So that content could be anything. It could be a blog that answers the question. It could be a social media post that provides somebody some benefit or shows that you understand the, tri- the trials they're going through. Content is even things like um, this podcast that we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. It's audio content that people can listen to whenever they want. So inbound marketing is more permission-based. It's the flip side of not what can I sell to you, but what can I do to help you, to help solve your problem uh, with a product or a service. And hopefully you can solve that problem with a product or service that I offer, and you'll be so thrilled. You'll give me certificates of appreciation that look amazingly like dollar bills. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So when you're looking at inbound and you're talking about what we offer, what we sell, how should business leaders approach intersecting that with what customers are looking for? How do you sort of approach the idea of what is out there for inbound? Sure. The Adam, that's a great question. And I'd say the place to start always is answering people's questions. When people go to Google or any searches, it's typically for a question. So a lot of times in marketing, we try to get, you know, too cute, too, um, too fancy. If you just start by answering your customer's questions and don't answer it just for one person in an email, but if you do that email, we'll go ahead and take out the the particulars, uh, the confidentiality portion of it, but put it as a blog post up there. Uh, Go ahead and make a little video out of it. And people are searching for those things. If one person asks you a question, there's probably 10 more that are ideal customers that are looking for the same thing. So so with that, always look at um, how you can answer a person's question, how you can serve them. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about, you know, jab, 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 right hook. Well, with inbound, it's really serve, 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 sell. And really, it's not even as selling at that point because if, if you've helped me with, with helpful blogs and helpful content, I trust you. If you've given me um, uh, free ebooks, I trust you even more. Uh, if you've gone ahead and sent me emails that help me, then I trust you even more. And at the end of the day, we all buy from people we know, love, and trust. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't change just because we're over the internet. So all the content, everything you do in your marketing should really to be to uh, to increase that relationship. Well, I love what you say there about trust because when I started this business in 2009, I really didn't have a big marketing budget per se. <laughs> so <laughs> I just focused on blog and social media. And what I found was 
by the time somebody picked up the phone to call me, they felt like they knew me because of that. And I, I wasn't calling it inbound marketing and I wasn't very strategic about it, but essentially uh, I was building trust just by kind of providing that. So I love what you say about that. And I'm, I'm curious about how you view inbound marketing, uh, where, where it fits with current customers, because clearly everybody talks about acquisition and sales, but how does inbound marketing really serve current customers uh, throughout their customer journey? You know, Jeannie, I think you, you hit on something here that's so important. We're all looking at sometimes vanity metrics of how many visitors do I have? How many likes do I have? And we're trying to get new people when we've already got some great customers that we should just nurture you know, it's, there's a difference between chasing a transaction all the time and trying to focus on building a brand. And if you really want to build a brand, you need to focus on the lifetime value of a customer, that lifetime relationship. So if you look at something like Starbucks, their average sale price is probably like $4, I think. But their lifetime value of a customer is over $30,000. Mm-hmm. And we can use the same tools and same methodology of inbound marketing to take somebody that is a customer and maybe they bought one thing from you and to, to use that to nurture the relationship. So, you know, I come from the e-commerce side and there's a lot of great lessons that we can learn from that. You know, most of the time after you've made a small purchase from, from uh, a retailer online, they send you the usual ones. They send you the, um, uh, the shipping confirmation, the, the credit card receipt. They'll probably send you an upsell, and then you always hear from them uh, at Black Friday or whenever they've got a coupon or a sale going on. And you look at it, it's, it doesn't build the relationship. That's an outbound methodology. You know, it's I've got something to sell you. And if you look at it, you can start to say, what can I do? And some of the things that we've worked with customers and clients on uh, have been when somebody buys a product for you from you, well, before they even get it, send them an email with uh, 10 tips to, to make the most of this product or service. Uh, send them the instruction manual or the video for it. You know, uh, I'll speak for myself and uh, uh, won't uh, uh, speak for all men, Adam, but I don't read, <laughs> I, I don't read directions. You know, when I get it, I'll open it up. But what we found is that if you send the directions to somebody before the package arrives and you're serving them with that, that not only will they watch it or read it and open it, but we get less customer complaints or customer questions about it. So you're really just helping them. And we've done this sequence where, you know, if all of a sudden you send two or three emails that are helpful, here's some tips, here's how to, um, how to get the most out of this product or service, well, then you've earned the right to say, hey, here's another product that you might be interested in. And the whole idea to, to continue that relationship. Uh, and one of the things that I love about marketing today and really customer service too is that we know what our customers love and we know what they loathe. Hmm. You know, the old joke in marketing used to be that we waste 50% of our money. We just never know what 50% it is. Yeah. <laughs> and now with the analytics, every time they're telling you if they love it or they loathe it. So if, they, if, you, get an e- if you send an email and it does great, well, they're just telling you, we liked this. If there's an email that does awful, well, they're just telling you, I really loathe this. So uh, same thing with web pages. If you've got a, a web page that everybody stays on, they share, they do all the rest of that, well, do more like that. If there's one that just they bounce on, um, they loathe that. Stop doing that. 
Yeah, I think it's interesting, the uh, pre-sending the directions. But like I always tell my wife, directions are for those who don't have a sense of adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. uh, We used to have the phrase in the Navy for that, that uh, directions were for people that weren't smart enough to make it it up as they go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, what's interesting, you're talking about customer lifetime value. And that gets back to something... You know, Jeannie and I've talked about. It, I think I've written about it a few times, which is the idea of setting expectations with your marketing. And this has been a challenge. You know, prior to inbound marketing, prior to internet marketing, even is the idea of the marketing and its effect on the customers downstream, the expectations it sets. So it's beyond the sale. What expectations does it set about the brand? So how can companies and inbound marketers consider these expectations? when they're approaching inbound marketing? Well, I think you make it very clear what your expectations are. And while we may think they're very clear, they might not be to the customer. So I think it has to be consistent throughout that. And one of the the tools that I love from a from a marketing standpoint, and it falls into inbound marketing, is uh, there's a study or a survey called Net Promoter Score. And we've all taken it, even if we didn't know what it was called. And, you know, it's that one question that we get from a, um, uh, in an email that says, on a scale of 0 to 10, how likely are you to recommend this company or product to a friend or colleague? That actually comes out of Harvard Business Review. And the article was called, The Only Number You Need to Grow. And their data showed that that, that response to that was indicative of customer satisfaction of the growth of a company, the, the profitability of a company, and the lifetime value of a company. It even went so far to correlate positively with the valuation of a company. So if somebody was doing a merger and acquisition, they would look at that NPS score. And what it tells you is that if somebody gives you a 9 or 10, they're throwing up their hand and saying, I would love to recommend you. And that's called a promoter. If somebody is a seven or eight, it's called passive. Really, they don't love you. They don't loathe you. They really don't care about you. And if somebody's a zero to six, um, that means they're a detractor. And it's amazing that we all want nines and tens, but I love the zeros through sixes because you can follow up with those people. You can change them to be a promoter, but even more so, you can find out where you let down on that brand promise. Was it something that wasn't clear? Was it something that the service, um, something in the system that could, could be corrected? And if you just follow up with those people that you've disappointed that way and not, not uh, ignore them, they'll tell you what wasn't clear, what you let them down on. And sometimes it's just, you know, a customer that's not a good fit for you. Uh, but I, I think you're right on there, Adam. The, the, the uh, future of companies is on lifetime value. I think uh, our grandparents had it right on how to grow a business. They were using inbound marketing as a strategy, even if they didn't have all the tools we have today. I think over the last decade, we've been focused on so much of um, chasing a transaction. You know, how can I, how can I get this person with one click? How can I make the sale? And unfortunately, if if you make the sale that way, you'll also lose the customer that way. So uh, I think we we need to focus as much on taking customers and making them into advocates as we do taking leads and making them into uh, customers. Well, and Adam and I uh, spend a lot of time debating NPS and. Uh, how it's used. And I I like the way you describe that. And I also think it's a really important point to make that those detractors, I think a lot of companies just throw up their hands and say, well, uh, 
we can't please everybody. <laughs> and they don't think about how can we reach out to them and really learn from them and understand what we're doing so that we can improve the process and the experience for the future. So I think that's a really excellent point that savvy business leaders heed. Um, but unfortunately, I think a lot of people, a lot of leaders do just look at that as, oh, well, those are the people we lost and we can't do much about it. Um, and I think, Ad, I think Adam was right on there as far as making your brand promise very clear. The reason we have crazy customers is not because they're crazy. It's because we attracted them. We attracted somebody that wasn't a good fit for us. So make it very clear at the beginning, you know, who your ideal customer is. And it doesn't have to be everybody. You know, that, that crazy, that customer that you may think is crazy um, is probably a great fit for somebody else that's set up to serve them better. You know, we don't need to serve everybody. We just need to serve our ideal customers. Mm -hmm. So true. Absolutely. Well, one of the things you say that I really like is about uh, you have to kind of forget flashy <laughs> in inbound marketing and just be helpful. And I'm wondering, can you give us some examples even of those that have been too flashy or how marketers kind of miss that mark sometimes and go that way instead of, as to your point, serving customers and really uh, just offering help? And where have they gone over the line to flashy? Yeah, I've got a friend, Dan Moyle, and uh, he's got to write the book for this title sometime that uh, helpful is the new sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's so true. If um, I think online so many times uh, we try being flashy. You know, I, I hate the websites now where you go to and it's the same stock images. Mm. You know, everybody's smiling and it's a diverse group of racial uh, differences, age difference, all the rest of that. They all look like perfect people with perfect smiles and none of them look like your customers. Mm -hmm. So it's really flashy and looks beautiful. But if you want to see something that converts a whole lot better, take actual pictures of your customers. You know, that's great user-generated content. Show them using or um, enjoying your product. Um, and those will convert so much more. And the technology exists now that you can show different people different um, different images. So if they've already told you, what their buyer persona is, you know, that if they're, you know, Woody, the working dad, well, you can show them pictures of men that look like them that are using the product or service and are happy with it. If they've told you, you know, they're married, the, the motivated mom by what they've downloaded, um, then you can show them pictures of them using it. Um, there's a company, uh, well, one of the oldest companies in the world, uh, Beretta USA, that I think just does a wonderful job at this. Um, you know, they sell uh, firearms. Well, they don't go ahead and, and send or show the pictures of the firearms nearly as much as they do show people enjoying them. You know, uh, a father and son out in the field um, shooting or, you know, uh, somebody, you know, a, a police officer using them. Because what everybody wants is is the experience. They want the um, the benefits to them. They don't want the product. Mm -hmm. I had one customer that uh, it was the weirdest compliment that I ever got. Um, he told us our company was just like Preparation H. <laughs> I, I have to, to hear this. One. Yeah. yeah and I, I had to pause on that. And there was like dead silence. And he's like, no, no, it's a compliment. And I'm like, okay. And he said, well, nobody wants your product or service. Really, nobody wants any product or service because we all buy things to solve problems. So, um, 
we've got to have a problem before we buy something. So he said, you focused on my problem, giving me fast relief. It was recommended by other people. He said, you guys are as great as Preparation H. And I'm like, okay, thank you. But I don't think I'm putting that testimonial on my, on my website. But his point was well taken. We need to focus on what the customer's problems are, uh, the relief they're seeking, and not our product. Because, you know, nobody really cares about our product or service. They care about what it can do for them. Very true. That is, well, that, that may be one of the uh, most interesting corporate compliments I have yet to hear. That one goes in the books. <laughs> Maybe you can get them to change it to like Benadryl or something. <laughs> A little more media friendly. <laughs> That's Tom, a strong is, statement, though. <laughs> I know, it really is. The stuff really works. <laughs> For when your customers are a pain in the... No. <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to start doing the slogans. Well, Tom, this has been a great discussion, and I really love how you tied inbound marketing back into customer experience. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. And uh, tell us, where can people find you on the Internet? Sure. I'm at tmschwab.com. And if anybody uh, um, wants to go there, I put up a separate landing page uh, just for the listeners of uh, Crack the Customer Code. So if you go to tmschwab.com forward slash ct. CC. I'll have links to everything we talked about here, and it's it's all free. Um, so uh, love to connect with you. I'm on LinkedIn, and uh, uh, please reach out to me. One of my favorite quotes is from Derek Sivers: "That what's ordinary to you is amazing to me." Oh, I love that. Well, thank awesome. you so much, Tom. This was fantastic, and I have a feeling I'm going to change a few things based on this discussion. So I appreciate <laughs> the wisdom very much. Thank you, Jeannie. Thanks, yeah. Adam. Thank you, Tom. Have a great day. Bye bye. All right, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Crack the Customer Code. Head on over to crackthecustomercode.com for all of our show notes and our shows. And thanks to our sponsor, Service Strategies, for supporting this podcast. Make sure to check out their informative customer experience workshop in San Diego on October 27th. Go to servicestrategies.com. That is servicestrategies.com for more details. And as always, we so appreciate you listening and sharing our podcast with your networks. Plus, we'd love your feedback. Drop us an email at thecustomercode at gmail.com or give us a call at 470-223-CODE. And let us know what you like, what we could improve on, or who you would like us to invite as a guest. And of course, if you're not already subscribed, please subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher so you'll never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, we'd love your comments and a review. And we also love seeing our listeners share the podcast with their network. So share the love. (laughs) I'm Jeannie Walters. Read my blog. Sign up for customer experience webinars at cxwebinar.com. And connect with me at 360connects.com or geniecw on Twitter. And I'm Adam Deport. You can connect with me and find out more about our customer service workshops and training at customersthatstick.com. And until next time, don't forget, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.